Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Gary Kay, and you're listening to my Rants and Race podcast. I often like to bring in guests in my podcast. Uh, and I, as you all know, the regular listeners, I'm in love with this digital signage market. And one of the big digital signage players is a company called Invix. Uh, and uh, I have uh, Mike Killian on the line with me. Uh, Mike is a senior director at business development of Invix. Uh, Mike, how are you? Hey, Gary, how's it going? Thanks for uh, having me today. It's great to be back with the Rave team. Always enjoy uh, talking with you guys on, on various uh, you know, aspects of the AV and digital signage industry. Um, been a pretty good Q3, I think, for the industry in general and uh, excited to see what new technologies emerge at the end of 2019 here as we head into 2020. So I think overall a pretty exciting time to be part of AV and uh, part of digital signage. Yeah, well, Invix Digital Signage is at literally that, invixdigitalsignage.com. I encourage you to check them out. Uh, one of the big players in, uh, in signage content. And, and um, tell me about, uh, you know, our, our industry has, uh, from, we cover both the IT and the AV side of the industry. And um, our, our, the AV side of the industry doesn't have a great history with the signage side of the industry in the sense that uh, too many of the players for a long time only looked at it as a hardware side of the business and didn't realize the, value proposition on the software and the content management side and content services side. But um, so, so tell me what makes, you know, give me, you know, top three qualities of, of a really good reseller for this type of uh, this type of segment of the market. Well, I think you, you touched on a big aspect of it, Gary, which is for audio video integrators, I think the digital signage, even in late 2019, still sometimes has a, a kind of element of trepidation around it where folks are um, sometimes a little bit nervous, for lack of a better word, in selling digital signage because of the whole content side of things. Uh, you know, AV integrators are fantastic when it comes to system design and, um, you know, general technology. Um, but when it comes to designing and developing content and what goes into that for a, um, you know, a project or a customer, I think that's still a pain point for a lot of folks and, and a reason why, you know, the adoption by midsize and smaller AV integrators of this whole digital signage technology, I think, is a, a little bit behind where everyone expected it to be. Um, if you're an audio video integrator of, of any size or, or type or customer base and you're looking to kind of resell digital signage, I think it, the first discussion you need to have as a sales team internally is, you know, are you comfortable with having discussions about content as part of that? Um, because there is no such thing as a digital signage project without content. There is no such thing as a successful digital signage deployment where content strategy wasn't planned and discussed ahead of time and then ultimately executed. So for this to work for your customers and ultimately for your brand uh, as an integrator, I think you have to be comfortable with content and have to have discussions about content itself with the customer, even if that's not something that you offer internally. Um, we do work with some integrators where, you know, they make uh, content for customers either upfront or on an ongoing basis as part of a managed service. We work with uh, the other end of the spectrum of integrators who don't want anything to do with content. They outsource it all or they tell a customer that, you know, hey, this is on your plate to, to you know, conceptualize and ultimately execute. So that's okay. You can be anywhere on that spectrum as an integrator, but, you know, being able to um, have those discussions is really what's going to set you apart in, in success or failure of these types of deployments. Uh, to answer your question more directly, Gary, if I had to um, look at, you know, maybe the top three things in the scope of working with digital signage for integrators and more specifically the scope of working with content, um, you know, for digital signage end users, I think the first thing is to gather requirements. I think that, um, you know, as an integrator, um, I'm formerly, I was an integrator before my, you know, seven years here at MVIX, but um, we love to talk technology, right? And that's great. That's fine. A lot of great technology and digital signage. But in that first talk, that discovery call or that 
discovery site visit or um, you know you've been working with this client for 10 years on other technology but they say hey let's have a discussion about digital signage on that first call you have to land um, you know an expectation that uh, content is a real part of this and content strategy is a real part of this and hey let's get to the bottom of what types of behaviors do you want this technology to achieve when we install it for you um, who is your target audience for this technology and what types of content do you think are going to drive your desired behaviors from this audience group and then also what users on your side mr. customer are going to be involved in generating and creating that content on an ongoing basis so that's kind of the first you know one of three things that I think works for integrators second thing is to land expectations with your customer that this is an ongoing thing um, a lot of audio video technologies uh, I feel like the initial system design the initial setup the initial implementation constitutes probably 80%, 90% of, um, you know, involvement with the technology. After that, it's kind of an autopilot, it's hands-off except for any technical support issues. Um, whereas with digital signage, there is absolutely an ongoing requirement um, to have the customer engage with the technology and to make content of some type or change content moving forward. So I think landing that expectation is a second thing that's really going to lead to success and profitability for you as an audio video integrator. I think the third thing is to understand your um, capabilities as an integrator when it comes to working with content and ultimately to make the right decision on whether or not to outsource that. And there's a lot of ways as an integrator that you can outsource content. You can, um, the customer for instance, they may be big enough and have their own internal marketing team where, um, you know, the strategy is real and then they execute it themselves. You may want to outsource it to a creative agency, an ad agency, a, a graphic designer, a web design firm. Um, we've worked with some audio video integrators where, you know, their market demand from their customer base for digital signage and for custom content is big enough that they wind up over time hiring a, you know, W2 um, direct employee uh, graphic designer in-house. So that's an option too. Uh, and then of course you can, depending on the CMS vendor that you're working with, you can always outsource it to companies like MVIX as well. Um, some of us, not all, but some of our um, CMS vendors in the, in the space do have internal um, graphic design teams and project management teams set up specifically to help with the design and the execution of content moving forward. So I think if you've covered those three aspects of the content discussion, I think you're setting your customer up and ultimately yourself up for a successful digital signage deployment. And of course, with that, um, you know, comes profitability both in the short and the, uh, the long run there, if that makes sense. I think I already know the answer to your to my second question because I think you did a really good job answering it. I think your answer to my question, I was going to ask you, why should reseller sell content? I mean, I think you just sort of explained that. I mean, the value proposition in the, in the recurring services and the fact that you'd own the client has to be a big part of, of that. What would you add on? What would you add to that? Well, you know, in some of my uh, past discussions with the industry, Gary, and, you know, for instance, if you reference some of my past center stage talks at Infocom in the last couple of years, I think you'll notice that, um, you know, as a, a digital signage space, we've kind of shifted away from um, this discussion about is it, is it a good idea for you as a reseller um, to sell content? We've shifted away from that and we're now focusing more, um, at least from the CMS side of things, we're now focusing more on uh, really it's your job to sell content. And I hate to say it that directly, but you know, for integrators, you're, you're not going to have a successful digital signage deployment if you're not active in the requirements gathering and ultimately the deployment of the content itself. So um, it, it's more, it's not so much nowadays, I don't think about, you know, why should you, it's more about you need to, and you need to because it's the only way to truly make your customers successful with this. Now, with that whole 
you know, you need to mentality comes obviously added benefits. It gives you multiple touch points for your customer in the future. You can reach out, you know, monthly, quarterly, yearly, um, and talk about how's your content going? Do we need to find a different alternative for you? Is there something we need to change about the service level here? So it gives you more touch points with the customer. And whether you're executing that in-house as an integrator or whether you're outsourcing it, generally you're still going to have some sort of markup on that. So that aspect of um, ongoing revenue, recurring revenue for you as an integrator, I think, um, you know, needless to say, helps build your bottom line for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, and, and I, I think that you're right. The discussion shouldn't be have to had, have to, we shouldn't have to have that discussion. However, I'll, I'll let you know, interesting statistic of the 1700 active AV dealers that are members of Avixa right now, only about 20% of them sell services. So we still have a lot of go, way to go. Uh, and of those that sell content services, we're talking about about somewhere between five and 7%. So there's a great opportunity here for, for us to do a lot more. Um, how can, you know, how would you advise resellers, uh, integrators to sell content services? You kind of already mentioned, you know, partnering with an agency is one way. Of course, you do content management services. That's a big part of your business. Can you give us some other nuggets of information with regard to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in my opinion, and, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier, but in my opinion, there's four main ways um, that a, an integrator can offer content services. Um, so one methodology is to have the customer do it themselves in-house, but to bundle that with some sort of um, hardware or, um, you know, network management service from the AV integrator. Um, we're seeing a, a lot of AV integrators in the last 12 months are, are offering this kind of AV as a service model, if you will, where there's some sort of active monitoring or management component of the hardware and endpoints and network. So bundling that with the customer doing their own content, but taking a, a more content-centric approach with those check-ins and those managed services is one way to do it. Um, and I think you'll see that become more popular in, in you know, Q1 here of 2020. Um, the second way to do it is to outsource it to someone like an ad agency, for instance, um, or even on a smaller scale, a, a freelance graphic designer. Um, so that's fairly popular, although you don't always have um, full control over how um, those companies or those freelancers are going to prioritize your customer. So, you know, that customer may be number one for you as an integrator, but um, if you're outsourcing to an ad agency or a freelancer, there's a good chance that they're working with bigger uh, customers. And so your your client may not be the number one priority at that time. So something just to keep in mind there. Um, third option uh, is to uh, outsource to a CMS vendor. Uh, there's about 60 or so, six zero CMS vendors that we're aware of globally. Um, of those, I would say there's probably five to 10 maybe that offer a content management service. So you're really going to be working with um, a top tier CMS vendor at that point like MVIX, but you know they are out there if, if that's the service you need from your CMS partner. So um, one thing to consider. And then the fourth option, and it's not a good fit for every integrator, but the fourth option is to hire um, uh, in-house, you know, directly employed W2 um, you know, graphic designer or web page designer or someone familiar with creating content in today's digital signage landscape, a lot of which is going to be HTML5 and CSS based. So that should be a skill set. And again, that's not a good fit for everyone, but if you have a, a customer base where, you know, this is a, a frequent demand to have this type of content management service. And if you think that, you know, your sales process and your, um, how your overhead is set up currently as an integrator, it allows you a little bit of breathing room, especially in the first couple months as you, you know, kind of flesh out this service, then, then that can be a good fit for you in the long term for sure. So those are the, the major ways I think in, um, in today's market that you would see that happen. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, I teach at the UNC School of Media and Journalism, and we have a lot of students that are experts at graphic design and, and, and actually end up doing web page design. And when you tell them about the digital signage market as an opportunity, they love it because web design is kind of boring. Signage changes all the time. It's a lot more creative. 
So there is a great opportunity to hire um, students right out of school who really know this, you know, know HTML5, CSS, for example, and, but they're not that interested in doing web stuff. So there, that is an opportunity. And then uh, lastly, uh, my last question is regarding managed services, because that's a big part of, you know, maintaining ne and networks and keeping them operating. And, uh, and the sophistication of these networks offers a great opportunity. What do you think about that? Well, managed services, I mean, this concept is not novel to uh, the AV industry, at least at this point in 2019. I mean, managed services in some form or another have been around for a, a fair amount of time in this space. I think as an AV industry, I think one thing we can do a little bit better moving into 2020 is define managed services and what that means. Because if I'm a customer, right, and I'm looking at an audio video integrator, I'm looking at a digital signage vendor, and I say, I throw out the word managed services, I'm interested in, in some sort of managed service. I mean, that, that can mean a hundred different things depending on who you're working with. Um, in the context of a lot of audio video integrators, what we see that typically mean is um, some sort of ongoing um, monitoring and or management of endpoints and network functionality. So um, even if you're not a, a huge integrator, oftentimes you're going to have a, a knock and some sort of staff member that or team of staff members that is actively monitoring, um, you know, a, a certain um, subset of your customers uh, AV technology for um, failures, for network issues, for power outages, for power spikes, things like that. Um, that's very different from what we see it mean in the digital signage space, at least on the CMS side of things. As a, a CMS vendor, when we hear managed services from a customer, what we think is ongoing content management. So either creating content on an ongoing basis for customer, things like new menus, new ads for retail, um, new safety training messages for employees, new HR messaging for employees, that type of stuff, or changing and modifying customer created content on an ongoing basis. So, hey, here's my list of 100 PDFs that I have, but I want you, you know, as a CMS vendor to, to make changes and edits to these PDFs on an ongoing basis or these slides or these HTML templates or the interactive experience, whatever it is. So I think it's, it's important for integrators to clarify, especially if the customer is bringing that discussion to the table. I think it's um, important to clarify what do they actually want and need from a managed service. Um, one thing, too, a little bit of a, kind of a, a message, I think, for some of the integrators listening to, to this podcast is that um, I still see a, a little bit of hesitation when it comes to specking in managed services, mostly because those can be dynamic and they can be fluid. I think a lot of times as AV integrators, I think we have this mentality that I'm going to spec in a very specific set of line items and those, those hardware endpoints and the project management services I'm going to do, it's a one-time scope of work and that's it. Other than a service agreement moving forward, I'm stepping back now, whereas a managed service is the opposite um, side of the spectrum. As an integrator, now I'm committing to some sort of potentially ambiguous scope of work for this customer moving forward on a weekly, a monthly, a quarterly basis or whatever it is. Um, and I don't think a lot of the smaller and mid-sized integrators are, are quite yet comfortable with that workflow and, and what it means, especially when you consider things like, you know, scope creep over time. Um, so there's a ton of opportunities for managed services. And, and what I would love to see as an industry is if we head towards um, really, you know, defining the scope of what we're providing to these customers, so they understand what they're getting, and then marrying some of the traditional AV as a service um, managed services, meaning hardware side stuff, um, with the uh, digital signage aspect of things and the CMS aspect of things, we're managing actual content, not just the endpoints on an ongoing basis. I think that would add a significant amount of value for customers. And, and again, that, that content management side of things does not have to be um, 
handled by the integrator themselves. It can be outsourced and wrapped up as part of this overall bundle of services that you're providing customers. So I think if anything, that's a underrepresented segment of services in our in our market. And I think in 2020, or at least I hope that in 2020, integrators are, are going to take managed services to the next level and really you know realize the value that it adds for their customer and ultimately adds to their bottom line too. Well, um, to learn more about uh, Invix, I would encourage you to go to invixdigitalsignage.com. And uh, my, uh, you did an amazing job, Mike, uh, answering all those questions in great detail. Um, I, uh, I think that this has sort of been a, um, a, I don't know what the right word is for it, because our industry, I think, has really not done a great job of, um, of taking advantage of this opportunity. And it's, I can imagine it's frustrating for a company like you because you, have, you see all this opportunity being left on the table where, for example, signage networks are not being updated on a regular basis so they're not as engaging as they could be or where the client is left with uh, trying to figure out who's going to keep this updated when all along when it was sold uh, up front, it could have been figured out and could have been part of the overall service that the integrator provided. So I think there's an amazing opportunity here. And I, I'm excited over the, uh, over the fact that companies like you have supported Infocom and participated in, uh, in AV shows because I think there aren't a whole lot of signage companies that recognize that, the, that the, the people putting all the hardware in are coming from our side of the industry and that we just need some hand-holding to get to the content side. So I think you did a great job explaining that again invixdigitalscience.com. Mike uh, Killian, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Gary. As, as always, a pleasure to work with the Rave team and uh, have a great afternoon. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for listening. Of course, you can listen to all of our podcasts at ravepubs.com or you can go to any of the podcast stores available online, including Apple's iTunes podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day.